Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is the 52 podcast with Nymphalette and Gregarious. Uh, this is episode 7. Uh, we reviewed Night in Paradise, uh, which is a Korean film that uh, I'm not sure if Netflix were produced or whatever, but it is a Netflix original. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, thanks for coming back and, <laughs> you know, wanting to hear what we have to say. You know, I actually like the fact that they did, like, a little custom Netflix production logo for this one. Did you notice that? No. It was, like, Netflix Presents, but it was very stylized. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought Netflix always has, like, a thing, but maybe it was different this time around. Um, okay, so Greg's going to read the <laughs> synopsis as usual. So that way, if you haven't oh seen God. the film before, you'll know what we're talking about. Although you might... Still not know what we're talking about because this happens to be the shortest Wikipedia synopsis so far. Shortest and Greg and I, okay, apologies to all out there, but I don't know anyone's name. I don't speak Korean and I I just don't. Yeah, apologies to our Korean and really all of our Asian Any Asian <laughs> listeners. I'm so sorry. Because these names, they say them so fast. And, and I can't really... Re- Honestly, me trying to pronounce it would almost be more offensive than yeah, me just avoiding it. But also, I kind of do have to pronounce it right now. He does. I'm not. So, an assassin named Taegu is offered a chance to switch sides with his rival Buksong gang, headed by Chairman Do. Taegu rejects the offer that results in the murder of his sister and niece. In revenge, Taegu brutally kills Chairman Do and his men and flees to Jeju Island, where he meets Jaeyon a terminally ill woman. Though, the henchman of the Buxang gang, Executive Ma, is mercilessly hunting Tegu to take revenge. That was the shittiest synopsis I've ever read. Honestly, I so, thought it was succinct. No. He didn't kill Chairman Do. Like, I lived. Okay, but that's a spoiler. No, it's not. It. This is a plot synopsis. Okay, why are you yelling? Because <laughs> it's supposed to mention the plot. He, okay... He barely lived. Honestly, I don't know if it even mattered that he lived because to me it didn't really make right, sense. But here's we'll get my to that. plot synopsis. Fine. Greg has his own. Tegu is like a semi high level enforcer for this gang. I don't even think they ever mentioned the name of his own gang. He just works for some guy named Yang, which just happens to rhyme. <laughs> 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 this Yang guy is like not super prosperous at this point because Buxong is like the largest gang in Seoul and they've been poaching Yang's men. Holy shit. A stuffed animal. <laughs> Sorry, fell on yeah, a stuffed animal just attacked me and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um so they've been poaching Yang's men and Tegu's like the last one and this kid's like a savage, like he's a savage gentleman one might say. Bad bitch. He really is. Um, and so the book, uh, one of the, his name's Tegu, Tegu. That's how I'm going to say it for now. Well, I have to know how to say it too. So Tegu is what I'll say. Um, so Yang's men get attacked. Tegu goes as the sort of go between, between Yang and a representative of the book song gang. And they present him the offer again. And he's like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing that. I'll take whatever message you want me to take to my boss. That's fine. Whatever. He leaves after saying some disrespectful shit. 
and he goes to pick up his sister and his niece at the airport. He picks them up. We find out that his sister is terminally ill. They he It's going to be his niece's birthday in a couple of days, so he gives her an iPad. They get in the car. They drive off. He has like his own crew driving them away. Um, he's left with one bodyguard with him, and he dismisses that guy. He goes to pick up his sister's medicine, quote, because that's not all he was doing. He finds out from the doctor that he's not a donor. I'm assuming his sister has some kind of blood cancer, and he was going to try and donate bone marrow. He's only a half-brother. He's only the half-brother because they had a different father, which the doctor would have known that before even running the test and probably wouldn't have even ran it because they really don't have that many genetic familiarities in terms of that. Um, fuck, I'm stuck. He is, like, in the in the waiting room in the hospital after dealing with that, and he's just kind of sitting there thinking. And his sister calls him and is talking to him about this fish stew that he loves but she hates. And then the phone call cuts out. Mahu or Malu? Who? It's called, like, Malahoo. I don't even remember. I really want to try it. It sounds good. It sounds Although like a I've spicy... Although I've given up seafood after Seaspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like a spicy, like, sushi soup, which sounds delicious. If it didn't have all that bad stuff that fish has. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Seaspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> so, it turns out that his sister and the niece were in, like, some crazy accident. They're both dead. There's fucking blood everywhere. In this car accident. He goes back to Yang. Actually, no. It, it fast forwards to their funeral. And Yang shows up. Everybody bows to him. Like, he's this big bitch. Whatever. That was actually pretty baller. Oh, and he walked in and everybody fucking stood up and I was like, can I bowed. have a life yeah. like that? <laughs> I'm actually fascinated by the hierarchy of these gangs. And just the culture. Like one of them's director, this dude's a captain. What the fuck is going on? I love the way they're dressed. Fire. To the nine. Absolutely fire. Um, so this guy walks into the funeral and he's like, you know, I'm sorry the book song gang did this to your family. Nobody should stoop to those levels. And you're like... Damn, bro, I think you might be jumping the gun, but I guess if they're your rivals, yeah, this probably is who killed, you know, that guy's sister It did seem presumptuous. It seemed hella presumptuous and immediate. Well, actually, I have... Okay, once you're done with this, I I have things to say. Um, and so... He's like, yeah, fucking Chairman Doe definitely just put that hit out on your sister. That shit is crazy. He's like, yeah, I guess that shit is really crazy. I'm, I'm pretty upset that my fucking family got murdered. Um, I'll do basically whatever you tell me to do in terms of getting my revenge. And so they set up a meet with Chairman Doe because that's the guy who's been trying to recruit Tegu anyway. So Chairman Doe is going to be gullible enough to think, oh, Tegu's coming to talk to me because maybe he's reconsidered my suggestion of him moving gangs. And they meet up in a sauna, which, like... Interesting power move because the fact that they're in the sauna means that neither one of them can have weapons. I think it's also a very Korean thing. It's a very Korean but also neutral ground thing. Like, it's a mobster kind of thing. Like, I feel like any mobster might meet in the sauna. I'm here for it. Um, And so they're talking. He doesn't... Chairman Doe was like, I can't believe somebody would do that to your family. Like... What kind of dishonor is that? Nobody should... If if we 
felt like like nah that that happens later either way he's like nobody would stoop to that level like we keep it within the gang we're never gonna attack anybody's family because that's not what we do um but what are you here to talk to me for like what proposition have you come to me with there's a bodyguard in the room tegu's like let me throw some cool water on myself before i get into it the bodyguards like acting up and trying to not let him leave the room chairman doe says let him go like what what are you acting so fucking stuck up for tegu goes grabs like a bin in the pool he's naked splashes water on himself you know brushes through his hair and i knew that there was a knife in that fucking thing i don't know how he finagled that i knew that it was there i knew it because that seemed like the exact it reminded me of oz yeah the hidden weapon that somebody else had planted previously it definitely reminded me of oz so there's like a fucking shiv Oh, by the way, everyone, just so you know what Oz is, uh, it's a wonderful HBO program that was their original one-hour drama that Greg and I both watched. Watch it. Yeah. It's really also good. featuring Stabler's penis. Yes. Um, shout out Christopher Maloney. So, he grabs the shiv, tucks it into his hand, starts walking over. There's two bodyguards outside of the room, one bodyguard in the room, and Chairman Doe. He stabs the fuck out of the first guy. Just straight swinging stab to the throat. Dude basically dies immediately. The other guy starts grabbing him, but Tegu's a bad motherfucker. But, like, not in that, like, John Wick style where, like, these people don't know what they're doing and John Wick is just fucking, like, plowing through them. Like, he has to actually deal with the fact that these guys can fight, too. So he kind of blocks an arm bar and, and stabs this guy in the fucking throat, too, like, five times walks through the bloody door, stabs the other guy behind the door who was trying to keep the door closed. Chairman Doe's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, can you not? And he just stabs him in the throat, walks out, climbs out through a bathroom window, walks naked like five blocks to his car and just dips. And so he meets up with Yang. He gets dressed in his car. Yeah. In like a suit. I don't know how you get dressed in such enclosed quarters. In a suit? It was badass. So, meets up with Chairman Yang. Yang and in in an airport, Yang gives him a bag full of cash, new ID, ticket to Jeju Island, which is some coastal island off of like mainland Korea. I can only assume. Um, and is like, go hide out there with this dude. I forgot the dude's name. I'm just gonna call him Kato his uncle. because I'm pretty sure it was just oh. Kato. It's not his uncle. No, he. But she calls him uncle. It's her, the woman's uncle. We'll just call him uncle, I guess. That's what I thought of him as right. uncle. He's going to uncle's house, and uncle has like this reputation for being like some crazy gangster, which we'll get into. Um, and he's like, go to uncle's house, stay there for a week. We've already arranged it, and then a boat is gonna pick you up and take you to Vladivostok, Russia. I didn't understand the connection with Russia. I didn't know that Russia had so many dealings with Korea. I, just I guess it's that. all just organized crime. I, but I just never thought that she would link. But I guess he Russians was like, "We're not going to send you to China because it'd be easier for the Buxong right? gang to get at you." That was an interesting correlation. Russians are Asian, technically. Yeah. Depending on what side. Section, yeah, yeah, section of the Russia. Intr- I didn't think Mongols of that connection. Or whatever. That no. Similar, <laughs> maybe. I was on to something. No. Mongolia is a different country. No, I didn't think. No, Mongols. Not Mongolia. As in. Mongolian people? No. Are the Mongols? No. 
They were, historically. No one cares what Greg <laughs> thinks. Anywho, <laughs> Tegu flies out to this island. Yang was like, enjoy the weather. The second Tegu gets there, pouring rain. Thanks for waking up, Google. Nobody was talking to you. Uh, uncle was supposed to meet him at the airport. It's not Uncle. Uh, by the way, Yang gave him a phone, like a new phone to be contacted on. Um, it's Uncle's niece. Don't remember her fucking name. Hold on a second. Sorry, I feel like the synopsis is taking longer than it typically does. Isn't Am I not doing a good job? No, it's I'm talking to the audience, but I'm saying it is taking longer than it typically does. I'm almost getting antsy. I want to talk. <laughs> Jay Young. We're only 15 minutes in. So, Jay Young, I guess, or Jay Yoon is the. Go Jay Yoon. Just call her Jay. Jay. So, <laughs> fuck it. Jay picks him up. She's immediately weird. Um. Don't give commentary yet. Just tell them what all happens. Right, fuck. Do they go for food or do they just go straight to the house? They definitely go straight to the house first. Okay. Yeah. No. I don't think they go for, for, for food they first. They don't go for food until she goes to the house. All right. While they're driving back to the to the farmhouse that Uncle lives on, we see Uncle doing a, a gun deal with some other Korean guys. And the Korean guy... The other gangster is like, why are you doing this sale directly? You usually... Go through the Chinese. Through the Russians. Was it the Russians? Through the Russians. I thought it was through the Chinese. No, through the Russians. And he's like, mind your fucking business. Just give me my money and get out. And the guy's like, all right, watch your tone, but okay. (laughs) Um, He leaves, whatever. Tegu gets there. I'm going to start speeding this up, even though this is entertaining and making me remember the movie. Um... Tegu gets there, he's living there for, uh, he's going to be living there for the next few weeks, for a week at least, wakes up the next morning, Jay is like fucking shooting bottles and then pretends to shoot herself in the head just to scare him, she's had like a whole attitude with him the whole time, like the first night when he was there he was eating food, and the uncle asked him when he was, how long he was going to be there, and she got like immediately upset and fucking threw his food in the, in the sink, whatever. He keeps having weird run-ins with the, with the niece, with Jay because she's acting crazy. Um, and then he finds her like passed out in her car with like a needle in her arm. So he thinks he's, she's like doing heroin, but it turns out it's medicine cause she's sick and dying. They go to the hospital. He stays in the hospital while uncle goes home. She wakes up to Tegu in the room, starts getting dressed and like, doesn't give a fuck that she's naked in front of him. They leave. They go and get food because she's hungry, even though he's not hungry. It turns out that it's his exact favorite food that raw fish stew. He doesn't eat it for whatever reason, probably because he's feeling melancholy about the fact that his sister and his niece just died like a week ago. She's like, oh, have a drink. You can't come to Jeju and not have this drink. And he's like, no, I'm not going to drink because that's crazy because I still have to drive home. And she's like, nah, drink anyway. There's no DUI checkpoints. And then the second they leave, there's a fucking DUI checkpoint. And the guy's getting a breathalyzer test and she's fucked up and like fighting the cops. She passes out, gets in the car, they drive away. She's like, what'd you do to get sent here? Why do you have a death sentence? He's like, shut the fuck up and stop bothering me. Why are you so crazy? Stop calling me a kid because she's been calling him a kid the whole time. I don't remember what I was saying. 
Like, immediately after that. I don't remember. Oh, while this is all happening, Yang is in trouble. Because Yang tried to do a coup to take out the rest of the Booksong gang, because apparently they have multiple directors, and he fucking failed. Chairman Doe didn't even die. Like, even though he got stabbed, he was somehow alive and went to the hospital and is recovering. The other chairman that he tried to take out, or director, whatever the fuck, still alive. Um, and so they, they do like a, like a coup to try and take out the, the books on gang in their warehouse and, and kidnap and kill one of the other directors doesn't work. So this guy's fucked. All of his men are getting captured and murdered. Um, he's about to get killed. He calls in this dude called the captain. That's all I'm going to call him. Cause I don't actually remember his name. The captain we find out is some kind of political entity. Like, some kind of chief of police or whatever for Seoul. And he becomes the go-between between the Booksong gang and Yang's gang. And the... I think his name is Director Ma. That dude is fucking pissed. Because he's like, who the fuck is this bullshit scumbag to attack our gang this vilely in the middle of the daylight in this time... And think he can get away with it. So, yeah, uh, Captain finally comes to some sort of accord where they're going to blame Tegu for everything. They're going to be like, this guy just acted out by his own, whatever. We're going to let the books on gang take care of him. And then Yang has to clean up the body and get rid of it. While this is happening, a gun deal with Uncle goes wrong. And... They try and take all of his shit and uncle pulls some gangster fucking moves and shoots like half of them, but then they get him and Jay and Tegu are pulling up at the same time. So they hear the gunshots. Tegu pulls some gangster shit against some Russians that are in the car and then Jay just fucking caps him, bro. She killed everybody in that fucking car. They go into the warehouse. They take care of business. Unfortunately, Uncle's dead. They basically kill everybody else in that fucking warehouse except for the one guy who's leading the deal. And they leave and go to this hotel. While they're at the hotel, they're having like a little weird cutesy moment. Whatever. She doesn't. He doesn't sleep with her even though she asked him to sleep with her because she's dying. The next day or whatever, they go and have that soup that he said that he, that he loves. And they have like a bonding moment over that. And then he gets a phone call from his boss saying, come to the airport. But we know that it's a trap, but he doesn't know that it's a trap. And she tells him not to go for it. So he goes to the airport and he sees director Ma coming out with Yang. And he's like, yo, this shit is fucked. And he gets a phone call from his boy. And he's like, yo, Yang sold us out. And then his boy gets fucking taken in the middle of the phone call. He's like, yo, I got a fucking dip. So he gets in the car, but these niggas start chasing him in like six different cars. There's like 35 guys coming after him. They get into some crazy fight on the highway. I thought he was going to die right there or they were going to take him. There were like eight people all over him. This dude stabs the fuck out of everybody somehow. Runs away, gets into another car. The police come. Everybody scatters. He finally gets back to the hotel. This bitch isn't there. She went back to the farm. So they go to the, he goes to the, to the farm. Actually, no, she gets captured by director Ma Yang. Ma calls him and is like, pull up. You're going to die either way. But if you don't pull up, I'm going to kill her and then kill you. But if you pull up, I'm not going to kill her. I'll just kill you. 
but I'll give you a parting gift if you show up on time. He's like, come within the hour. So he pulls up within the hour. The guys outside beat the shit out of him for like stabbing their, their other boys. They go inside. They beat the shit out of him a little bit more. Yang starts beating up on him and Ma's like, what the fuck are you doing, you piece of shit? Like, stop beating him up. You're already a piece of garbage. Like, why are you doing this to him? He's actually kind of okay. He was just doing your orders. And so he's like, yo, I have some weird information about your sister's death, Tegu. Yang did it, son. And he's, Tegu beat, has had the life beaten out of him already. This guy starts wiling. He starts going crazy, starts beating the shit out of Yang. But of course... Ma has already been instructed by the captain that he can't let anything happen to Yang because Yang, even though he's not a successful gangster, somehow has very high up politicians on his payroll. So if he gets killed, there's going to be like a whole shitstorm. Ma throws Yang a knife. Yang stabs the fuck out of Tegu. Tegu's still beating the shit out of him. Like he hits him with like five more headbutts against the wall. Ma sends more of his boys to go stab Tegu. It's super sad. It's honestly fucked up. He's like stabbed another five times, collapses to the floor. Jay comes over and they have another moment. And then Yang pushes her away and slides a knife through his neck because he can't just stop being a piece of shit. Um, they leave. They leave her there. They set the whole fucking place on fire. She goes back to that hotel that they were staying at, drinks, sets up somebody at the hotel that the guys were staying at to recommend them a certain restaurant for breakfast, shows up at that restaurant, and just fucking kills everybody. Just shoots the whole fucking place up. And one of my favorite parts was that Ma was like, whatever you gotta do is business. And she just blew his fucking head off. And that's basically the end of the movie. She went to the beach, the cops showed up, and she killed herself. The end. She did cap herself at the end. Um, so that was the synopsis uh, of the film. So what I think we should do is rewind, start from the beginning oh, with the ahead. commentary. Yeah. Go wherever you want with it. Uh, well, the first thing... Okay, so I'll talk a little bit about my viewing experience. Nicolette has notes. Uh, I do have some notes, just because it was a foreign language film, and I... And it was long. Yeah, and I often forget. The funny thing is, when I first looked up the film, just Googled it, just to have a you know, understanding of just kind of what it was about. Google's synopsis was the story of a man targeted by gangsters and a woman who had has given up on life. Had so, no idea this movie was going to be that. Well, like, what it was well, I've, based off of that. Yeah, obviously it has nothing to do, not nothing, but I was confused. Very little. Because the first thing you see again is him picking up his sister. Well, not the very first thing. You, you know what the very first thing was. But he picks up his sister from the airport, and I'm assuming that this is this woman who's given up on life because she's, she's sick. sick. And honestly... And she's even like, you're going to have to take care of my daughter, so you should probably stop being a gangster. Yes. Because she's going to die. Um... I was not as sympathetic towards her death because she was kind of a bitch at the very little time that I got to spend with her. Uh, she was being very loud in the airport about what his profession was. She was being, she said, why are you being so sappy when he gave 
his niece an iPad birthday for her gift. birthday. And he was, like, being real lovey with and her. Cute. And she was like, hurry the fuck up, I gotta go. It was, like, really mean. I was like, what the hell's wrong with this lady? <laughs> like she I said he was late. Yeah. I they was, just like, got off the plane. I didn't like her at all. So, you know, um, it, <laughs> and she even told the little girl everything, kind of. Because she was, like, you know, little kid. I don't know what her name was. But she was like, yeah, they know everything. And the little girl kind of like nodded or that something. The little girl was sassy. I like her. She was cute. Um, but also t- totally unnecessary to out the uncle to his little niece. His niece should not know he's killing people. No, I didn't like this lady at all. So when she was murdered, I was like, fine. Like, that's fine. But the niece. But the niece. They no. even showed an EMT like running over the iPad box and it was full of blood. Yeah, there's a lot of blood in this movie. Oh, there was... Half the budget went to blood in this movie. It was very, yeah. And it had some art house elements that I'll get into as well, Mm -hmm. which made it kind of feel like it was going to be good, but I had mixed feelings. It's a mixed bag. Um, Okay, so anyway, uh, because the cinematography was really awesome, like right out the gate, including the fight scenes uh, as well, just like he was talking about when he uh, killed the gang boss where he tried to attempt chairman doe the assassination that was a decent like action scene that was a really cool action scene but my issue was that he is a well-trained killer um it's very convenient that That the guy lived lived. he basically could have just decapitated him and i almost feel like he did because of how he was slashing everyone. Oh, he fucking murdered the shit out of the three bodyguards. You'd think he would just stab that guy like 17 times. They, he clearly had time. Yeah. Nobody was coming. It was very convenient to me, uh, plot-wise, that, that he ended up living. Even, in, in even, uh, even though he had lived, I was confused as to why they thought this would be a good idea. Because did they think there would be no retribution for killing this man? Like, whether he was dead or not? Well, that's the thing. The whole point of the coup was that they were going to take out the chairman, and they were going to take out the director. I guess those are, like, the two highest-ranking positions in the Booksong gang. But but there's still they, a ton of other people. But they were going to take control of it. I don't know how that works. I just felt like, to me, it just seemed very silly to even dip your hands into this. Um, uh, and but- part of it was that he was scared. That Tegu was going to go to the other side. Yeah, that's true. Um, and anyway, uh, so any Yang, as we were talking about how he fucked up, and he was, he initially went to the captain, uh, what's his, what was we're his name? We're just going to call him Captain. Captain Park. Ooh, his name was Captain easy. Park. Yeah, Captain Park. Um, I loved the scene where he first actually went to talk to him because he went into his car. And again, this is a man, Yang was someone that people were bowing to uh, beforehand. And he's going to this man's car. Begging. He's begging. But Captain Park is like wearing a, not a snapback, it's like a regular. This dude was wearing some crazy streetwear. Yeah, he was wearing crazy streetwear. He was sucking on a lollipop. He's like, you smell. No, no, it was the, he had a box of like fingers and, and ears. And he was like, oof, get that shit out of my car, bro. Yeah, he's like, you smell like. He was sucking on a lollipop. Like, the dude he didn't was give a gangster. A he was really cool. That dude was really gangster. And I love that his streetwear, in comparison to like, uh, like Everybody the juxtapositions in, you the know, suits? in the suits. Mm-hmm. So I really loved that. Um, uh, oh, okay. So wait, what was the next? Dude, thing? honestly, the more I talk about it, the more I kind of like this movie. 
Yeah, but I'll get into the points where I don't like it. I know. Because it, it it, it's a little comical. And also when uh, Yang insinuates to Teho. Was it Teho? No, Teho's from Space <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that was very racist of me. No, it was close enough. Tegu, Teho. Tegu. Uh, Just yeah. call him Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay, yeah. So Tay- uh, Tay-Tay, um, yeah, he basically insinuated that the other gang had done it, but it really, it seemed a little on the nose, because it didn't make a lot of sense. He's like... Because there really is a lot of respect between these gangs, even yeah. though they're all kind of pieces of shit. But his, it just seemed disingenuous. That was my issue, too. Like, I was like, this seems suspicious, but he was in so much grief, I guess you he just didn't notice. You know what I notice. thought was weird about that scene? Nobody else was eating or drinking. Everybody else was standing in the background perfectly still. Were they not eating and drinking? No. They all had food and drinks in front of them. They were all standing, sitting perfectly still at their table. Maybe they're not allowed to eat until he tells them that you can. I don't know. That's what I'm Um, saying. This dude commands respect, but then he's out here begging Captain Park. Like a little bitch, really. Uh, Captain Park, though, that lollipop scene killed me. Honestly, Um, he's probably one of my favorite characters. Oh, he was cool. Yeah, I wish we'd gotten more screen time with him. That and I like Ma. Ma was a savage. Oh, yeah, Ma was pretty cool. I mean, I he wish... He had a lot of nice outfit changes. Yeah. He was smoking weed. He was swift. Yeah. I like the way his hair was slicked back, too. Um, so, anyway, the, the next thing that I thought was really uh, notable was when uh, Tay-Tay went to this island and was picked up by the niece, who I immediately hated. Because mm-hmm. uh, she was comically suicidal. And this is coming from a girl who's po- possibly comically suicidal. Uh, <laughs> Certainly she, frequently suicidal. Yeah, frequently. Um, yeah, because she initially starts with the gun, right? Doing the, the gun place. So she's a great shot. And then she pretends like she's going to kill herself. But I knew that she wasn't. Because I saw her... But I thought she was. I saw her rack the slide. Okay. Or you don't see it, but you hear it. She finishes shooting, and she cocks it again. And I was like, that bitch is empty. I didn't know that. I thought she was really going to try to kill herself. And then, same thing again with the needle in the car, where I'm like, this girl is so dramatic. Where it did look like a heroin overdose. I guess it wasn't a Yeah, because she was passed out, her head hit the fucking horn, and there's just a needle in her arm. He doesn't know any of her details. Yeah, but why would she be taking medication in the car? I don't, it, it happens, we don't even know what she was sick with. That's another thing too, we don't know what the sister was sick, sick with, and we don't know what she was sick with. The sister with. had cancer. Did she have cancer? She had some kind of cancer, either that or like an organ was failing, just but they didn't give the it donation. Into, yeah, but they didn't go into detail. They didn't go into detail with either of them, fix um, your mic, you're stepping on it. Oh, sorry. Um, it's not like the angle. Oops, yeah. sorry people. Uh... Yeah, so we don't know either one of them. There's actually a lot of parallels between the sister and uh, the niece. Which is why I thought, no. The, it, well, the, it's uncle's niece. Sister and Jay. Jay, sorry, yeah. Sister Which is why Jay. I think he didn't eat the soup that first time. Because it was very much like a nostalgia from the soup. And this other bitch is like kind of dying. And he's like, my sister was dying and she wouldn't eat that soup. But you're eating that soup. And he was also in a powerless place with both of them in terms of saving their lives. Uh, in the Oh, this is something that Greg didn't mention. Uncle was, um, the reason he was saving up all his money and he was even planning on selling his house was because he said, there's this strange statistic, he said, 
she only has a 10% chance of living if we stay in Korea. And if we go to the USA, it's 20%. Which didn't seem right. I'm sure Koreans, especially on the mainland, have extremely advanced healthcare. But it also just, those percentages just seem so random and also so very low. And she was going to die in like a month. 20%? But she had like a month to live. Which you would think she would be a little more sickly. She was pretty mobile. She was also drinking heavily. Yeah. Like she was basically They were drinking a lot. Like Tegu especially had like nine bottles of soju a night. Um, But yeah, that's a cultural thing, I think. Uh... (laughs) A lot of smoking in this movie too cigarettes yeah and i didn't even think it was cool um also i just also wanted to mention that the parallels too i kind of think that's why he didn't have sex with her but we'll get into that a little bit later he Um, might have though later on i don't think so no no i feel like they had a connection later i think but he he was also dying from like nine stabs. he thought of her i think a lot like his sister to be honest that's kind of what the vibes i was getting um and she kept calling him kid, which Greg mentioned, and she kept saying it over and over. I mean, before he'd even said, why do you keep calling me kid? I think I said it out loud. Why do you keep calling him kid? Uh, because it was like such a... And then she kind of explained the rationale a little bit because... Yeah, she was she, like, he's... Oh, you can do it. Well, she's uh, younger, technically, but her whole issue is like, why do older people demand respect? This and that and that. She's thinking that because she's going to die sooner, that that gives her, uh, not necessarily... It evens out. Yeah, it evens out. Or, like, there's even, like, this moral high ground. Um, uh, So so, so there was that. Uh, Greg already mentioned the DUI checkpoint where she tried to get a drink. That was fucking hilarious. That was really funny. Because she was so drunk that... The guy was like, she's basically, like, the cops were like, she's plastered, get your girlfriend. Because she was, like, running away from the cops. Yeah, and acting all dramatic in the middle of the road. She's a very dramatic, honestly, this woman was so dramatic, I almost hated her for it. Bro, she literally was like, you can drink all you want. There's never, I have, I've been drinking and driving my whole life. There's never a DUI checkpoint. Yeah, she was encouraging Immediate checkpoint, like, as they leave the restaurant. Um, But yeah, she said the soup was so good that she'd miss it from the grave. Uh, that was, that was the meal that they were mm-hmm. having. Um, uh, okay. So the thing that was really cool about uncle, which is explained later is that he is known as a legend within the gangster world. Yeah. He, I skipped that part. Yeah. Um, well now I'm filling it in. Uh, <laughs> he apparently his fam his, I don't know if it was his sister. Mm-hmm. It was his sister and her husband. And their other daughter. And the other daughter. So this would be... Um, Jay's parents Jay's, and sister. Jay's parents and sisters were murdered by a gang. So what he did was he basically assassinated everyone. Like the whole faction of that Russian gang. Kind of like what Jay did at the end of the film. Yes. So uh, these are the things I'm talking about that make it seem very art house, like film school ask like this could be really good there's a lot of parallels and continuity yeah um but okay so anyway uh so the uncle's a badass we we've figured this and that uh oh wait fuck there was such a really good scene and i can't remember what it was it was when she was in the hospital and the uncle and uh Tay. Tay was were sitting in in the 
the lobby, but what would they? What did they say to each other? I feel like something funny happened. Tay was sitting there and had a cup of water in his hand, and Uncle sat down and he went to pass Uncle the water, and Uncle was like, "I'm not drinking that if you were drinking from it," and he's like, "I haven't drunk from it yet," and gave it to him, and he handed it. He he drank from it, handed it back to Tay. Tay drank from it, and then Uncle was like, "Bro, did you shower?" Yeah, <laughs> and he's like. Do I look that bad? That's right. That's like, do, he like smelled his clothes and like <laughs> touched his hair. But it was really weird because the niece was like dying. So, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty funny. Th- that was the scene. I couldn't remember. Also, the uncle's gun trade. He smuggled. Guns the, and fish. Yes. He smuggled the guns in disassembled the... inside of fish. Well, he had them disassemble it, but he's like, put it in this fish. No, no, no. He was taking it out of the fish and said, disassemble it and put it into your like your own bag because oh, they wouldn't carry it like that. I thought it was But the bag. other guy was like, yo, these guns stink. And he's like, do you want the fucking guns or not? Yeah, like this is the only way to get them out. His eyes were crazy. Yeah, the uncle had Uncle's really crazy. eyes were bulging and crazy. Um, so when they go back and find out that the uncle is, basically he's having this gun battle while, uh, these, these other Russian mobsters see, uh, Tay and Jay, um, in the car. Um, and this is where Jay shoots, this is where she shoots yeah, someone. they and- were actually, like... Tay had a badass moment where the Russian guy tried to open the door. He opened the door at the same time, he, like, stopped it, his leg broke that guy's something. fucking leg, and then out of nowhere, Tay just pulls out the piece and starts blasting these fuckers in the car next to him. I mean, she has a great shot. She's a little bit, um, you can see that she's shocked that she did it. Like, you know she hasn't murdered anyone before. Um, but yeah, she sees, she's a little bit sh- shook. But, like, um, she snapped. Like, she was immediately, like... She was somebody else. Boom. Um, Blow. So then they go in to see what's going on with the uncle. So the uncle's basically been in this battle. He's done pretty well for himself, considering mm. that he's the only guy there. Yeah, because the guy just quickly stabbed him in the back. Yeah. And he, like, stumbled away. And when the guy sent his men to go stab him, uncle was like surprise motherfucker uno reverse card pulled out the piece and started blasting them too but then right before tay and jay walk into the building one of the russian guys goes across and they have the most ridiculous shootout oh they both shot each other like like 10 times yeah they both were just shooting and getting shot shooting and getting shot simultaneously it was crazy it was really cool to watch um that's another thing i wanted to mention about this film it reminded me a little bit of wind river Oh, remember? No. Wind River. I know the movie. With Jeremy Renner. That one shootout scene that I love in the middle of the oil field where they all pull their guns on each other and just start shooting each other. I'm I'm sorry. Honestly, whenever I think of Wind River, I can only think of the rape scene. It's just so horrific to me. All right. And the whole Alexa thing. Rape scene. Yeah. (laughs) Um... There's just an epic shootout in in Wind River, and at the end, two guys are left standing. Actually, one of them's on the floor, and the other one's left standing, and they're both reloading their guns. And they're both just like, yo, come at me, motherfucker. And they shoot each other like ten times, and they both just drop and die. Um, So that was really wild to see. Uh, What did aggravate me following this was that now I know that uh, Jay is a good shot. They run in there. She immediately runs to her uncle. And there's other people still, still alive, still alive, still shooting, like trying to get, you know, 
and uh, Nobody Tay needs help. Yeah, well, they all have knives, but they're all like ready. But they're ready to go, and Tay's also there. He needs yeah. help. Jay collapses over her uncle's body and sits there and is like, "You can't die. You're not dying, Uncle. Don't say that." This motherfucker has like fifteen bullet holes in him and one stab wound. People take a comically long time to die in this film from injuries, yes. um, almost to like superhuman. Because he's sitting there with his eyes open and he's he's still alive, but he shortly will not be. Like, <laughs> so it was annoying that she was questioning reality in that moment. I guess I could say that she it kind of broke in her head, but like, really, bitch, you need to be more helpful. Um, cause she she was, was immediately though. Like, the second somebody went to stab Tay in the back, she flipped and started blasting again. Yeah, so she has this... She's very hot and cold with me. I, You know, uh, when she's an assassin, I like her. Every other time, she's annoying. She grew on me. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I did not like her. Greg probably just thought she was cute. Um, not at the beginning, though. I don't think she was cute ever. Not for, like, the first hour and a half. He even said I wouldn't pay for that. He said, who would pay for that? Ooh. Remember? Oh, when she was naked in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, because who would pay for that? She really wasn't a looker. She was alright, like, very bland. Yeah. yeah. She was dying. God. What is, I don't have to give her uh, hot points just because she's dying. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta earn them, bitches. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so it, that whole scene happens. Um, uh, wait, what, where did they go after that? To the hotel. Oh, so this is weird. The people that run the hotel, it's like this couple. They've known her like her whole life. They've known her, and the, but they almost acted like cartoon characters. Do you agree with that statement? They were very animated. Like cartoons? Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. like they almost stuck out of the film because they acted so much like mm-hmm. cartoons. They're like, oh, uncle. I guess it he- was a very much a juxtaposition because of the fact that we had just seen this incredibly crazy shootout and then they're like oh my god how's your uncle i haven't seen you in so many years your uncle's trying to sell his house i wonder why he's trying to do that like yeah but greg's even talking more like a human than these people did that's kind of the problem uh, you don't even understand how they said like mickey mouse um and i think i think there was a there was a reason for that uh because this hotel stay is kind of the little hideaway we get from all of this terrible shit that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this uh, this line that keeps repeating in the film where she... Initially, it was a very hostile scene. I think this is the first time they were getting soup where I think he, he might have asked her, are you okay? Oh, yeah. I uh, do like the, the repeating factor of that. Yeah, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I really hate uh when people know that you're not okay like they can clearly see it but they still ask you well i think she said i hate people who ask if you're okay when they clearly know you're not okay Mm -hmm. um so that was a line that kept repeating back between the both of them even at the end of uh tay's life yeah yeah he because at one point the the second time it happens is when oh well he he starts to say it like right after she's no, hold on. He couldn't remember the line exactly. Yeah. Um, so, this yeah, the, the second hotel. time when they repeat it is at the hotel because she bit him on... The hand. On the hand when she was having, like, a fit from her medicine. Or from her lack of medicine. I don't even know what We the don't fuck even really know what happened, but she definitely bit the shit out of his hand. And she, like, asked him if he was okay. Well, he asked her if she was okay again. 
And that's when she said the line again. Well, because her uncle had just passed she away. She was like, are you okay? And he shows her the hand and he's like, do I fucking look like I'm okay? And he tried to say it back to her, but kind of fucked it up. Yeah. But it was a cute moment in a way. Um, still morbid. The film's morbid. Um, so anyway, she goes back to her room and he's there and she's like, well, you can get into bed with me. And it seemed at first as though it was an invitation to sleep in the bed. That's what I thought. Cause she said, you can sleep with me. No, it was very provocative. Well, it turned, it started turning that way after. Yeah. But the first time she said it, and I don't know if that's just a subtitle thing. It really did sound like she was just like alone and scared and was like, just come sleep with me in the bed. I'll have to tell you something. This Greg and I technically watched two different films and I'm going to come very clean about this. I did something that was a little bit sacrilegious that I do do with anime. You watched it in English? I had to. Whoa. I had to. What a guys. What a fucking secret betrayal. It wasn't... She didn't even tell me this until right now. No, You're I didn't. You're seeing my reaction live. This is traumatizing almost. It's traumatizing for me for someone who went to film school, but honestly, my mental health has been so poor and my Adderall prescription is just not quite right. So. What was the dub like? I did try watching it at first as reading, but I couldn't I couldn't keep up with both and keep, write notes because I was fine. writing notes. But uh, like, what was it like? Like, was it actually good? Was the voice acting good? I... Th- I don't know. That's the thing. Because when I'm talking about the inflections now, it could just be the English. Exactly. But if I understood Korean, maybe I would have gotten the immediate sexy vibes too. That's true. I don't know. But what I saw from the way I, from her body language and from the way the subtitles read, the first time she said, you can get in bed and sleep with me. It seemed like a get, like, let's go to, like, just sleep in yeah, my Yeah, it seemed childish almost, like she needed someone there, but then it turned almost nasty, because she can be very nasty when she doesn't immediately get her way, I find, yeah. um, where she's like, you know, uh, just like, you know, sleep with, like, who cares, like, I'm a dying. I'm gonna die anyway. I'm gonna die anyway. I'm not saving myself for anyone. Which is a, not even a really nice invitation to the, your partner, um, no, I don't want to fuck you after you just said that that weird shit to me either. Well, it's not even that it's just weird. That it just doesn't make him feel particularly special either. Or wanted. Um, and he said, I'm not that kind of guy. And what he means is, like, I'm not the kind of guy who would just sleep with any woman who throws her, herself at me. Yeah, and he told her straight to her face. Yeah, and she was upset when he left the room because the camera didn't leave her. Um, which is another reason I wasn't, like, a super big fan of her because... I don't like people that don't take sexual rejection well. <laughs> I think it's uh, entitled and we- almost rapey. It's weird. Um, yeah, that's just how I feel about it. Because it wasn't even that she felt like, oh, he doesn't like me physically. She was like, why the fuck didn't he sleep with me? It was that kind of attitude that I, yeah, I was, it was very. Um, like, it wasn't like a she's an emotional and needed yeah. to sex. She almost seemed like angry she was in sally she was in sally yeah not in like a and now we know way. she's a virgin so she definitely was she she said i'm not saving myself for anybody. yeah but i didn't i didn't know if that connotation meant that she was a virgin or she was just saying what people say i don't know what people say i don't pretty, we don't know how old she was but we also don't know what the korean culture is like true so to me i thought maybe they are more conservative possibly she hasn't had sex with anyone i don't know um but but yeah, so that's... If she was a virgin, that was a very brash way of... Well, she's angry. Going about that. She's gonna die. 
So she very well may not get to have sex. Well, now we know she didn't. <laughs> uh, no, she didn't. So that happened. Um, so the next scene, the next thing that happens is uh, they go the airport scene, right? No, uh, lunch. Oh, they get lunch again. And, and this time, but, instead of him saying he doesn't want to eat, she's saying she doesn't want to eat. But he actually gives a little bit of backstory about himself, mm-hmm. um, about his uh, family, and how he actually really loved the soup, uh, or that type of fish, because she was under the impression that he didn't from when he you know, initially rejected it or whatever. He's yeah, because like, no. he never ate it that one time. Yeah. He's like, no, I really loved it. And he's like, you know, you've recommended it. You said you'd miss it beyond the grave. So then he goes about eating it, and he's like, well... Uh, if you don't want yours, I'll eat yours too. And then she's like, no, you know, it's a kind of a cute moment that they yeah, share. Yeah, she got real defensive, but she's in like, like a cute way. Yeah, she's like, I'll eat it. And I felt bad for him. He was eating it with his fucked up bitten hand. Um, yeah. Chopsticks. Chopsticks, but he only has like three fingers to use. Yeah. Like... It was pretty funny. Um, that and they eat it voraciously. I don't even know how they eat that quickly with metal chopsticks, no less. Because that's I think that's a Korean thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it just doesn't slip out. Um... They are slippery. I've had titanium chopsticks. I've had them. They're not. No, no, I don't know how you grip any food. The wood ones are much easier. Um, so then I guess we get to the airport uh, mm-hmm. scene. Oh, they get back from lunch and then he immediately gets the phone call and she's like, don't leave me. Wait, before actually, before I want to talk about that, this is something that's happening uh, concurrently, I guess. The meeting? Uh, the meeting. Because mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty sick. It was a good scene. So there's three people sitting at the table. Um, it's Captain Park, uh, Director Ma, Director Ma and Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all sitting like, you know, it's at a circular table and the center part of the circle actually, or the table s- swivels. That's an Asian thing. But I thought it was cool because they play with it a little bit. Yeah. They use it. They use it for the meeting, but also it's a, it's like the, the family eating style where you'll have like a, a ton of dishes and you just turn the table and everybody can take a little bit from each. But because it's the three of them, you know, there's not much on it. But they use it as, like, a prop. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, also, Park and Ma are fucking slurping the shit out of their noodles and, like, bantering back and forth about how it was cheap food. I said I was going to pick up the tab. Yang ain't eating shit. Yang's just sitting there like a spanked dog. He was very afraid. Um, again, it's just wild to see his introduction and the way he acts with the rest of the film. Um so anyway, Greg kind of explained the dynamics of what happens during this meeting, but the back and forth banter was just fucking sick. It was phenomenal. And um, I think Cap, not Captain Park, uh, what was his name? Ma? Ma? Ma sl- put his food down. On yes. The t- he slapped that, it down. He, he flipped, he he, flipped the his bowl, bowl was soup. almost empty, but he inverted the bowl and smacked it onto the table. I can only imagine, like that would be rude just here. But, but that there. has to be the ultimate sign of disrespect. It was at a, crazy. At, a food, at like a table where it, you're eating. It was really crazy. And uh, Captain Park was, you know, he just, I liked how he commanded, even, he was dealing with. He lost it a little bit though. He, he was, he was, he, a, got, he was very, not that he lost it in his angry way, as in he was gonna, he was almost. He almost lost the, the conversation. Yes. Like he really. Like Ma was so angry that he, he don't. Park almost didn't command enough respect to to pull it off. Yeah, he just basically had to say, like, there are people that are higher up than me that are on the payroll. Um, so that's how he basically won the conversation uh, and said, we're going to blame everything on Tay, and this is what we're going to do, and that's going to be the end of it. Um, okay, so Flash, you know, 
let's move to now the airport scene where uh, Yang is waiting um, and Tay shows up. But I actually have an issue with this scene uh, because Tay gets this foreboding phone call from his friend. Jin Sung. Jin Sung. Uh, that they've been betrayed um, and what have you. So he gets his call and then he's like, he and his friend gets like murked during the phone call. He gets taken. He gets killed later, which oh, is another it. plot point. Yeah, he does get killed later. Um, but he's like, "What? Like, where are you? Like, you know?" And then the obviously the call is cutting out. Like, it's over. Um, so he's sort of really confused. But then he kind of doesn't move quickly enough for no, someone or who... like hide, like duck, drop to the floor because he already saw Yang. And as he's seeing Yang, he sees Ma walking out behind him, and that's when the phone call happens. It's like, bro. Well, those two shouldn't be together anyway. Exactly. So that's obvious. Two, he gets his foreboding phone call. Three, you need to react much quicker. And for someone of your... Caliber? uh, Yeah, caliber, you would know that. So he, uh, he waits until he makes eye contact with Yang to start moving. And that aggravated me to no end. You have no idea... Um, and then these people basically take off in the middle of the airport. You would almost think they were not in public the way that these people were acting also, like animals. Is there no fucking security in these Korean airports? But what that's the what fuck I was trying to say. On? The police took a very long time to get to them. And that's where I, I kind of have some issues with this film because it's supposed to be based. There was, there was fantastical elements in the but film. It's supposed to be based in reality. But it's supposed to be based in reality. So, uh, you know, the airport, they take off through the airport. Then there's this crazy car scene. Which, again, there's no other people on the highway, I guess, going in the same direction. Oh, there were a lot of cars that they were swerving through. Yeah, but at the end, when... Oh, yeah, there were no cars no backed cars. up behind them. Where were all yeah. the people? You only see them on the other side. And the cops take forever. I don't even know how Tay got out of that situation, honestly. It's miraculous. Dude, it was miraculous that he even got out of the airport. But that car scene had me tense yeah because they there were like nine guys coming at him with butcher knives yeah but i knew he was gonna live yeah but i thought they were gonna take him then oh okay take him yeah but he they didn't this dude was ferocious he was really good he was a really yeah but which is almost why i was like why would you wait to make eye contact with that man in the airport like you are so good so i have higher expectations for him again i think some of the things in the script were a little lazy because they made things too convenient uh, that was just, you know, my take. Um, mm, oh, okay. So this was a little bit odd to me. So they take Jay and they also have his friend who made the phone call. Jin Sung. They have him on standby somewhere else. So they call. They're supposed to anyway. He is on standby. Mm-mm. He's not dead yet. Yang's having him killed at the same time. He gets killed during that conversation, but he it's not yet. It doesn't happen until he shows up. They happen in different timelines, though. I think Yang, I think Jin Sung's already dead. Like, when they grabbed him at the hospital, they were already killing him. Okay, I don't think he was dead yet. I think he was. He died during uh, when Jay actually showed up. Oh, I mean, uh, Tay okay. actually showed up to pick up Jay. Um, but I'll explain that part. So anyway, they call him, they're like, yo, we have Jay, we have your bud, like, you're gonna die anyway, which is not true, he would have not died, um, but he's like, we're gonna kill her, and we're gonna kill him if you don't show up, so he's like, all right, I'll come through, 
Um, the friend is killed anyway, which is kind of what makes Yang such a shitty person because, uh, Ma would never do something like that. He's actually someone who keeps his word, which is kind of why I liked him a lot as a character. Yeah. He was going to let Jay and Jinsung live. Yeah. He was that old school kind of gangster, uh, or an American, like classical kind of gangster you know, they have their own anti-hero where they live by their own rules. Like, you know, they have their own whatever. Like they have a code. Yeah. There's a code. Um, even if it's all fucked up or whatever, mm-hmm. you can at least... Like, they'll know. murder people, but they won't murder their families. Yeah, something like that. You know, they're different. <laughs> um, so anyway, he shows up. And the things I don't understand is that Jay is going to die uh, anyway. She's terminally ill. Yeah, so and to she me- told him, don't come, bro. Yeah, she said don't come. So I was like, under the impression, like, would I go? No, probably not. <laughs> uh, but he was like, no, like, fuck that. He doesn't really have much to live for, I suppose, anyway. Um... And that was his line of work. I don't even know what he would do otherwise. Uh, but anyway, he goes and the friend is killed and uh, he gets the shit beat out of, beaten out of him. Um, and uh, what what was his name? Uh, oh, Ma does something really cool that Greg did mention where he allows... Tay to actually beat the shit out of Yang. Yeah, that was his gift. Like, close to death, almost. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, if this I'm guy... <laughs> if this guy wasn't so high up, I would've just let you kill him. I would've let you kill him. Like, honestly, I would've. That's why I love Ma. Yeah, Ma was a really cool guy, even till the he end. He was like, I am so... Not only am I upset that I can't let you kill this disgusting piece of shit, because Ma really hated <laughs> Yang. I hated Yang. He's like, I'm sorry that you have to die because you would be, like, an excellent asset for the gang. Because it's true. Because this guy has had the shit beaten. Like, he is he is black and 90% blue. to death. And the second he hears that Yang killed his sister, he loses his fucking shit. Yeah, he loses his mind. It's actually pretty cool to watch. It was like an adrenaline uh, shot. Um, and even after Yang stabbed him. Yeah. He beat his fucking head against the wall. Yeah. Um, so it was really sad to watch him die. Uh, the one nice thing that was exchanged, though, between him and Jay... Well, once... It, it, it comes out that she's terminally ill, too. Because uh, Yang was like, let's kill her, too. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, like, I already promised this guy that he that she was she and his friend were going to live. And you already killed the fucking friend. And she's terminally ill. Like, what is the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, oh, it's going to be a problem for us later. You'll see. Etc, uh, etc. Et which is true. Um, <laughs> I for damn sure was. But they didn't know how nasty she was. No, no. I, I, yeah, you wouldn't know. Um, you know. Uh, but anyway. She's just she, some frail, dying woman, as far as they know. Uh, the one line that I really did like, though, uh, at the end of, uh, 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 close to Tay's death, Tay's death is that he says, um, you know, I'm the one who, like, I think he calls her kid. Does Mm -hmm. he call her kid? Yeah. Because he's like, I'm the one who died first now. And it was really sad. Cause you're like, yeah. And she was like, are you okay? He's like, I hate it when people People ask ask me that. Yeah, because he's fucking dying, yo. But it was it was a really sweet moment. It it really tore my heart when Yang stabbed him, and then he headbutted Yang, and then Ma sent like three guys each to go stab him, like individually, one at a time. And you were like, all right, like I guess director or chairman Doe like probably got stabbed that many times. Like maybe Tay can live. Like if they just leave now. 
and then they just kept fucking stabbing him and you're like all right maybe he can live like he's still he this would be this like a miracle surgery it. every other people have lived and then fucking yang just shoves a knife through his goddamn neck and you're like you flaming piece of shit yeah i hate yang he's the worst um just garbage shit pile on fire is yang yeah i hated it just his face by the end of the film um but yeah, the, the setup... Mom she... beat him with a wrench. <laughs> Mom beat him with a wrench in the car. Uh-huh. He said, hand me a tool. The guy handed him a gun. He was like, what are you doing? He's like, how tool. are we going to fix this? He was like... <laughs> um, yeah, that scene was really... It was really intense. Um, heart-wrenching. Yeah, I, you know... Like I said, there are nuggets of, of you know... Because I didn't even really care writing. about Tay like that, but then like... You're like, damn, bro. Well, because Tay doesn't have a ton of personality... Um, he's a very stoic figure, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Um, it's more circumstances of things that happen to him that you're like, well, if this happened to any human, I would feel bad. Not, you know, fill in gap, then that's just Tay. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think he was just awkward, too, because of, like, the whole situation he was put in with her. Like, well, he seemed she... very enigmatic when, like, back home, before his sister died. It's really after that that he became very stoic. Well, yeah, because he's, you know, he's dealing with the death of his family, and then he's dealing with this girl who's constantly berating him for no apparent reason. Calling him kid. And then he's going to live in, like, Russia or something. Yeah, for it's, the rest of his life. It's kind of fucked up, um, you know? Uh, but, yeah, so I loved when she set up the whole scene where she goes in and kills everyone. It's almost something out of, like, a comic book, really. Savage dude rode up on, like, a shitty little motorcycle. Yeah, it was like a, mo- yeah. Walked past, like, five guys outside. Locked the door, savage. She locked the door, but and not even secretly. She no, just did it very loudly. She just didn't care because you know she's a little girl. Like who cares? And the guy came over and was like trying to like harass her sexually. Sexually, she tried to sexually harass her, and that was the last thing he ever did. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, come sit on my lap. We're not that bad. We recognize who you are." And she just put a gun straight to his throat. He froze in fear, and she blasted his fucking skull off. It was actually pretty incredible to watch. Um. Yeah, so she, and it was like, I guess, what her uncle had done before her. And there's so little gun action in this movie, which is very different from American movies, because usually it's, it's like heavy knives. on the guns. It's a lot of knives, because guns are a lot harder to come by in those countries. So when those scenes do happen, you're like, holy They demand shit. your attention. Like, these people can't do anything against her. What are they going to do, throw a knife? Yeah, so she killed everyone in that room, and then she's like... Gonna go into the room where uh, Ma and... Who's the old man? It was Ma, Yang, and the guy that was doing the deals with Uncle who betrayed him. Okay, yeah. So Which she, is like a triple retribution. Yeah, so she kills all of those people. But what I find to be so funny is that I kind of personally thought it was convenient that Yang was even there. Because really, Yang was so fucked up, he should have been in the hospital. He shouldn't have been eating with those people. In my opinion, when I first saw him. It'd been a day, I guess. No. Dude, he was fucked up. He would have been in the hospital, for sure. There's no way. It was very convenient that he was there. Um, And again, that's uh, things of this. I don't like when things are convenient in films. Um, It just seems like lazy writing. Uh, But anyway, she kills all those people. Super badass. And then, again, she's alone. She talked about how she had no family, no nothing, and she's terminally ill. At the very end of the film, she kills herself, and that's the end. 
Uh, I don't know what I feel walking away from that. It just feels... It was just a lot of death. Well, yeah, but sad with a character I don't particularly care. I, yeah. I don't like her. I like that she was listening to his iPod at the end. I think. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he was always listening to music with, like, the Apple headphones. Like, the, the wired ones. Yeah. And before she killed herself, she was listening oh, wait, with yeah, those you're same right. headphones. Okay, I wonder what the music was. But And she smiled. Yeah, I with don't... With her feet in the water like they had done after they ate the second time. They stood there in the water, like, the by water. the beach. See, that's the art house stuff I'm talking yeah. about. There were a lot of specific camera shots, too. It's very good. Uh, visually, mm-hmm. the imagery was the great. The color was good. The color was good. The, the juxtaposition was good. were on fire. Yeah, I, um, it really, I don't have any complaints in terms of that. I think, for me, it was just somewhere in the writing fell apart. It felt, it almost felt. A little caricature. Is that fair to say? Of a, of a film, like art house film? Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know the vibe. Is it an action film? Is it a, a classic mob film? Is it a drama? Like, it, it there, there was a lot going on. But then you also wonder whose story it is. Because at the end, is it's, it hers? it's Jay who's standing, not Tay. So that makes it, there's a little bit a weird of switch up with that. Because he was the main character until then. He was the main character. And then he's gone. Uncle's gone. His family's gone. Everybody's gone. And everybody's gone. Everyone's Ma, gone. Ma, yeah, everybody's gone except for basically Captain Park. And I think that they rushed the inciting incident a little bit in this film, too. That, I... And that's something that's almost a little unforgivable because you can't really undo that. Which um, incident? The inciting one. What do you mean? The car accident? Yes. Mm. Well, look, okay, For this is a like a film term. Inciting incident is basically what, it's the incident that changes the world or shakes up the status quo for the main yeah, character. Yeah, it's what starts the events that transpire. But we don't get a lot of before, which is why I no. thought the sister was a bitch. I didn't really know anything about him except that he was a uh, revered hitman or something. Uh, but, but there was no, again, that's... He was a little bit like Yang's ma... Yeah, but we don't have... He doesn't talk as much, so he's a little less personality. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a little bit frustrating. And then, you know, I... We have a couple secondary characters that I really ended up liking. Uh, Like, Park, awesome. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Like, he had a lot of personality. Ma, a lot of personality. Yang ended up bugging the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which means good acting. It's good acting, but I also want to enjoy my experience and... But I also should feel more strongly about the main character than I feel about it, than any other character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay, who we probably got the most screen time with, with after Tay, I didn't like her. So it, it was a lot of just like, I'm watching these people that I don't particularly care for too much. Because half the film is Tay and Jay. And you're like, what's good? Like, can we have a little bit more gone? And then I'm just getting aggravated constantly with Yang. You know what else was a little fantastical but I liked? After... Because uh, Yang, the gangster, and Ma were all eating in a separate room, like, away from the henchmen, because they're above that. Yeah. They open the door to find out what the fuck just happened, and they shove Ma out and close the door. And Ma is like... He, like, looks left and right. He's like, oh, shit. (laughs) And he 
he looks at her and she's just looking at him with the gun like straight at him. He's like, you know what? I'm not even mad. You, you do what you got to do. And she just killed him. And then she busts down the door, kills the other gangster who I don't even know if she recognized was the guy that led to her uncle dying. And then shoots Yang several times. And Yang doesn't die immediately. They never That's do in the this fantastical film. part. Um, and he starts crawling away, flips over, and is like, wait, stop, we can talk about this. Dude, you're dead. You, you like, are dying. You have like five gunshot wounds, you've been beaten up over several days, like you're dead. It, There's no coming back. Yeah, he he was just like a, he was a cockroach, essentially. But Ma still ends up, Ma and, and Captain Park end up being my favorite characters. They're the best ones, they're absolutely the best ones, you almost wish they had more uh, Very dynamic, screen time. Great outfits, great acting just good we really don't get enough park though no we could have had more park like we really don't get enough of it. it's kind of a tragedy um but i guess we have to enjoy what was there well that goes into my ratings doesn't it <laughs> um so yeah that's kind of what i thought about this film uh i took some notes that I, that i was going through as i was watching and that's kind of that was it really um, welcome to the longest episode so far I fuck think. this is longer than the trash sweepers Space sweepers. Fuck. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, guys. So, what's your uh, what's your rating? Because I have mine in mind already. I. Because <sighs> I both love and hate this movie. I thought a six point five was fair for me. This is gonna be our first divergent rating. Ooh. Okay. Seven point six. Greg's more easily entertained than I am, and I'll tell you why. Because he didn't go to film school. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. So I'm a little and more tired. But that's exactly why this works. <laughs> yeah. I'm film a... and TV production. Jabroni. So we have the regular people's rating. It's basically like Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's we like have the Rotten audience Tomatoes. rating, and yeah. we have the critics rating. It's... Actually, we should sh let's uh, share with check, them. Check the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, I'm curious to know. Sixty-seven on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. If you were at a six point five. Right on point. And then check the audience score. Okay, let's check. Seventy-three. Hey yo! Hey, let's it. go. <laughs> yes, get it. <laughs> that is so. That's on really point. funny. That's hilarious. Um, Which I don't always align with the audience score, and you don't always align with the critic score, but that's pretty. That's 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 pretty on good. Point. Yeah. yeah, I don't always align. Like one of my favorite films, Gummo, is horribly rated by critics. But Gummo is actually good. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> um. So yeah, thanks guys for tuning in again. We're gonna be a little bit more consistent coming up. Like we got our shit together. Absolutely. Um, we have specific days that we're gonna be doing it. Not that I'm gonna tell you now because that might change, but we have. Two days a week that we're two, definitely... Yeah. Two episodes a week. Two basically. episodes a week until we catch if up. If not more. Like, if we have a little extra day, might be three episodes we a week. We might have some cool stuff coming up. We might have some special episodes. The next movie should be Bad Trip, which is going to be under the influence. So we're going to be smoking while we watch the movie, and we're going to be smoking during the podcast. So if you want to pull up with your favorite smokables and listen in... That'd be, be really awesome, and just be aware that I might not be as coherent as uh, 
I mean, I have issues now, but I, <laughs> I'm really not good when I'm high. And we definitely might get into a long tangents. Oh yeah, that I definitely have nothing to do with. Greg will have to keep me on point. I'll have to keep myself on point. Um, and also this is so early to talk about, but just be aware that we will definitely, definitely, definitely been doing like a tandem podcast when the Halloween time comes around because we're going to do the Halloween series. Yes, we are. Because it's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.